questions. What what was the one thing that we can remember from our last conversation? We said we're going to to dive in a little bit deeper on that today. So just before we start doing that, let's quickly recap as it were. If I was not was not a part of the meeting where you know. Unfortunately, we're not able to record it, but we had a very brilliant session, very lovely contributions and stuff. And sister, I know tried to help us do a brief recap on WhatsApp. Maybe yeah. Share the screen with with that recap, and then that can help us going forward. Thank you, Anu. That was amazing. Anu, Anu, my international wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm trying to get the WhatsApp onto the computer, then I'll share the screen from there. But in the meantime, before that comes up, who who can remember any what's the one thing or two things that stood out from that conversation for you personally before I start calling names? Counting your breath. Was it counting your breath that Titi said? No, listening to your breath. Your own breath, yeah. I know. Thank you. I was just thinking about uh, because what part of things I wanted to bring up this time was um, kids and you know, we said we're going to talk about uh, peace and quarreling and how you do that. I wanted to ask that how do you, you know, you're the ones with the kids in the building. <laughs> how do you manage them with the quarreling or the minutes of silence with them in the mix but yeah what you said about being patient with joshua really struck and never sometimes we just see it as it's our rights to scream at children you know but they're individuals as well and they they need to be yeah but like like what you said really stuck with me that's brilliant sorry i hope i don't sound like a drunkard with that Boss rider, like Agbiru. My voice is annoying me. Sorry. <laughs> I've been screaming all day. Sorry. It has an attractive, just a little, a very tiny attractiveness to it. So I don't mind. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Thank you. Okay. Um, Sister, I know you said it's the listening to your breath parts that you can remember. Started to share something, so that leaves myself and Kingsley and uh, Agato Sen. And Neto, yeah, what's yeah, Neto? I think you you were a part, even though we were not seeing you for the most part of it. Mm. Can you remember anything from the conversation? Did you say something about um? the um attitude you you have while waiting or while being patient the attitude like being patient is not, is not just all about um not responding to um yeah. thoughts yeah when you're being provoked or when you're waiting for something mm. or it's the the kind of attitude you keep while waiting like the attitude of patient, I'm sorry. The, um, so people can just just be waiting and then they'll be angry. You understand? Is that supposed to be patient or something? Like, I think I learned that patience is not necessarily the waiting period mm. or the being able to like um, accommodate people's excesses, but the attitude you keep in doing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the take-homes for me as well. Um, Agato Singh, can you remember anything? Um, I I think we were able to distinguish uh, in um, being being patient. It's it's not about not being angry, but being you know trying to endure the pain and. Um, um, trying to enjoy it and live through it and try to like take it in because mm. I think we talked about something I was trying to like okay it's about just trying not to feel the pain but I think you check from the dictionary actually said you have to feel the pain everything still not react trying to like 
go through it. I think we try to distinct between those two. So yeah, that's, I remember that part. That's brilliant. I, I I like the fact that we did check the dictionary meaning and it's I think it put a lot of things in perspective for us really in the conversation. Yep. Um I think it's myself and Kingsley that is left. Kingsley. Are you are you available now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Pastor, if I say what I learned here, yeah, yes. I'll be leaving so I'm leading prayers in church now. Oh, 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 oh okay, okay, that's fine. Uh, uh, um, was it last week? Last week was when we were talking about um, uh, telling your partner uh, everything. Was it that last week yeah, or the week? Two meetings ago. Two meetings ago. Oh, yeah. okay. I wish I can remember last week, uh, last meeting. It's okay. Yeah. A lot of things has gone in my head. Yeah. Yeah. When I share, when I share a cup of water yeah. shared, then you probably remember. I mean, you gave us an example, for instance, of something that happened, I think, in, in church or something like that, and how you there was a part of you that wanted to to respond. Oh, oh I remember. I remember you could, when I said that, but I can't even remember many things that happened. <laughs> That's why it's good if we could get it recorded and shared. So at least... Yeah. We're doing that today, so yeah. So I'll share I'll share um the WhatsApp summary that Anu did, and then we'll go from there and see if there's anything that stands out from that that we can talk about today. So, uh oh, it's actually quite tiny. Let me see if I can. Can zoom it? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to. Oh, good. This is interesting. Yeah. Okay, I think it's it's better now. So we, for me, really, it's the, it's the Bible verse that we landed on or wrapped it up on that stood out for me because I've never really read it from the Passion Translation until that day. And it says, and then as your endurance, in this case, patience, grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. We actually started reading from verse three, I think. Bantiano did not put that. Anyways, what is patience? The capacity to accept or tolerate delay or problems or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. And that was the dictionary definition that we, we, we saw. So it's getting to you. It's not like you're not feeling it, but you have a capacity to accept it or a capacity to tolerate it. Um, whatever the it may be, it could be a delay, problem, a suffering, without becoming annoyed or anxious. Kingsley shared that patience is long-suffering. He, he reminded us that the word in the KJV is long-suffering, so the capacity to suffer long. And he also said sometimes keeping quiet and letting go is wiser than trying to justify yourself. And he gave an example to, to back that up. Sister Anu said when you feel your point is the rightest, and the other person doesn't think so. Instead of arguing and being stubborn, just say to yourself, don't, say, don't take yourself too seriously. And I think she was also using that from the perspective of how the Holy Spirit deals with her. Like it just kind of reminds her with this particular phrase, don't take yourself too seriously. And yeah. Um, I shared the fact that we should be sensitive. We should try and understand our partner and know how to work with them. Uh, and that we should understand that we can't have patience on our own. Like, it's not natural, basically. It's actually a fruit of the spirit. So if someone is truly and genuinely patient, it's not just because the person developed it by willpower and self-determination. True patience actually comes as a fruit of God living in us or the fruit of the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of us. And how that happens is God gives us opportunity to develop it. An opportunity to develop patience would mean you would have more reasons to be impatient, but you are then choosing to be patient. And, and that if you find patience lacking, so we know where to go to. It's not to blame yourself or feel bad about it or beat yourself about the fact that you keep failing to be patient, but to go back to God and say, I need more grace in this area to, to let it find expression. The spirit is already there, but the fruits will find expression to the to the extent to which we receive grace and we partner with God to put that grace into action, so to speak. It's that Titi talked about learning to let go, especially when you feel your emotions are heightened and you're ready to burst. 
listen to your breath. I like that. Just calm down and consider what Jesus would have done if he was in your, in your shoes, as it were. Tosin talked about the fact that we should know that quitting is not an option, especially in a marriage context. When you first of all settle that, and I, I, I really love that point, when you settle that part that, I mean, nothing is ever going to happen that will make us start thinking or considering or nurturing the idea of, I'm going to break up with this. I don't think I can continue. <laughs> Maintaining that mind frame already puts you in the capacity to actually um, enjoy uh, the possibility of a resolution. You already know that there is always a way. There is no battle that is, that is unfightable. You fight fair. At the end of the day, you come back together and life continues. So yeah. And Dr. Henry said, if the issue is not worth it, avoid conf confrontation and be quick to forgive. So yep, that's what we talked about. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. And the next topic, I mean, part, as an offshoot of that discussion, part of the things that was coming up, especially towards the end, was the issue of submission that Sister Titi raised. And then after that, to Dr. Henry talked about how to know the will of God, which, yeah, we can then talk about. I don't know if, if any of us read what Anwar has written and felt. That's not exactly what I was trying to say. And you thought to clarify, we can do that. I'm going to stop sharing the screen now so you can see our faces. Did she capture our thoughts or, yeah, I think she, she, she did a good job. I can see your face. Smile if you want to smile. Feel, feel proud if you want to feel proud. Is that loud? Anyways, okay, so um, what, what, what is the one or two things that, or one or two areas regarding patience or as that leads on into submission in the context of marriage and generally in life that you would want us to unpack today or to discuss more about maybe if there's any other thing that comes up from just that recap that you thought we should you want more clarity about it, or you want to add some thoughts to it or you want to ask a question about let's just do that first before we move forward Especially like Sister Ife, that wasn't part of the conversation. Is there anything that? Um, can being patient limit communication? And like be being patient as one, one of the points is, okay, um, for example, you feel you don't want to make your point mm -hmm. known or the other person is not accepting what you're trying to say. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, okay, I accept, okay, I don't, I'm trying to be patient, yeah? So yeah. Don't let me try to make you reason with me. And you too, you don't want to try to make me reason with you. And you're just like, oh, let's leave it like that, yeah? So you don't talk, you forget it. Okay, okay, I see what It you... happens again, you forget it. <laughs> so yeah. can you actually, can you limit communication or can you... In, in that case, that one, I mean, this is, open to, this is open to everybody to contribute to. So, But in, in, in my understanding, then that's not patience. I think that was actually part of the things we were talking about. The fact that, to rest. Say that again. Okay. It was one need to rest when she was saying yeah. that your attitude when you not going exactly. to yeah, exactly. it's not Patience is not avoiding difficult conversations. Patience... Okay. Patience would probably look like knowing when to have the difficult conversation. So sometimes patience can indeed look like I'm being quiet, but not because I'm saying, let's just let sleeping dog lie and not address the issue. But maybe that's the wrong time to address the issue. And when the time is right, or when you are in a frame of mind that you know you can then talk without, without going anywhere. You know, sometimes we, we know these things that, okay, if I start talking now, if I start talking the way I'm feeling, I'm going to probably say what I'm not supposed to say. And so there are times like that, that yeah, I've, I've had times that I'll probably just slam the door. <laughs> I know, I think that has happened once or twice, yeah? Where I'll just slam the door and just walk away. Like, because I know if I should do something in that frame of mind, ah. Uh, so that they will not come and say, ah, Pastor Allah. <laughs> 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 <How> far now? <laughs> so yeah, um, but that, 
that, that that shouldn't end like that. It shouldn't end like I mean, for someone to slam the door, uh uh-uh. that in itself is something that needs to be talked about. <laughs> so, boy, the the point would be about finding the right time <coughs> and talk about what needs to to be talked about. Patients shouldn't. It should foster communication, not the other way. When we are avoiding difficult conversations, indeed, communication would would be would be weak. Basically, yeah. I don't know if anybody wants to. Thank you. On that. Yeah. Well, sorry. I just want to add that I totally second what Pastor was saying. Like you just have to find the strength. These things are very uncomfortable to talk about sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like my my own relationship, my husband knows me. Like I always don't talk about every single thing mm-hmm. because whether we like it or not, like from the books we've been reading in the church. You, you don't avoid those things. You just put them to the side. And before you know what, like we're trying to say, I remember the chapter I read, I reviewed. That thing, marriage doesn't just end by, or relationships don't end by, uh, we can't do this anymore. It's just about, you know, strengthening it, mm-hmm. avoiding important things to talk about. You don't grow from putting them to the side. You might not talk about it right then and then like pastor said like it might not be the right time it's just wisdom you have to apply wisdom and things have died down yeah babe it has happened let it know Mm. i don't like this we don't do this let's move forward okay love you bye finish you understand like you can't just say oh you can't you can't pretend like it never happened it happened you need to fix it you need to talk about it you talk about things you want to accommodate you need to you know just that's how i feel it works for me anyway so Mm. Thank you. Thank you. That's helpful. Okay. Any other questions? I think I have a question. Okay, sir. Uh, so, uh, that's like merge patients and <laughs> capacity. So, uh, in if two if two guys are like in a relationship, stuff like trying to build things together. Is there like a point when you can talk about the things? Because I, I would think uh, there's a capacity mm-hmm. that should be present before you can discuss certain matters. Or should you just like try? Like you don't know what it's going to be like. Because I think most times you talk about the things, it doesn't like end well. Everyone, everyone kind of like things, they are right in their own way and they, no one like comes to a compromise and agreement to that. So I'm thinking, is there like, should there be like a capacity when yeah, when everything should be talked about, or should we just try and see how it goes? Hmm. What do we think? That's a, I mean, that's that's an interesting question. To be here properly. I think um, I'm trying to see how to rephrase that. That you know when, of course, eventually, it's not every time that we that two people have a conversation, that the conversation will go well. There is the possibility that you already know that oftentimes when we discuss, even when we are trying to have the tough conversations or the difficult conversations as we talked about, it always tends to go south. And so in order to, I think the question then is, is there a point where you just don't necessarily, maybe you just avoid that for the sake of, you already know where it's going to end. Am I, is, did I get your question right, Doctor? Yeah. So something, something along that line. I think. Sorry, let me say. Uh, can I go? Yeah, sure. I think it was just Yeah. Sorry, before you go ahead, let me just add this one. How about if with what um, Doctor Henry was saying? Mm-hmm. How about if every time you don't just come to a conclusion <laughs> and you just kind of think that oh you don't come to a conclusion wouldn't that actually that's what i was trying to wouldn't right. that limit the way you want to talk the way you want to just flow because when you know that when you flow yeah it's going to bring up one thing or the other or something and you won't come to that conclusion yeah. so what's the point of talking why are you talking why do i have to say something why <laughs> Okay. Oh yeah, sister, I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say that. 
Yes. I was going to say that it's easier for you men to avoid conversations. Okay. It's your it's your natural <coughs> take whatever. It's your natural what facade. Um, so you don't like wahala basically. And you don't have capacity to take wahala. Why we women? Not that we like wahala, but we like hashing things. What is through. wahala? Yeah? What is wahala? Probably. Okay. <laughs> We're all Nigerians now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because of your recording. Sorry, recorders people. <laughs> <laughs> because we women, we, we're more, I'll say, I, me, I'm more naturally to be like, like, let's talk. As one, when if I was saying, why not have the conversation? I can, I can pick the vibe of something that's happened to her. And she said, why not let us talk right now? Why you men are like, eh, we can talk about it later. So, it might work for Henry because men are more logical. So it might be actually best in that situation to walk away from the talk and let it come on next time. But if I'm the woman in that end of that conversation, the same fire I brought in the first one will be the same one I'll bring the second one. So even if you give it time to go, it doesn't mean it will douse the, the emotions. So instead of, instead of maybe instead of not having that conversation, you could kind of give reassurance. I don't know how to say it. Say for example, Kola, mm -hmm. if you're trying to say, if, 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 say if I want to buy something, I'm really, I want to get this thing, and you say, ah, don't let us get it. You know, but if you argue with me, I'll still enforce my way. But there's a way you kind of, there's a, there's a way you can reassure me that make me feel, mm, okay, maybe I'll get it next week. Eh? Reassure you of what? Of the fact that you get it later or what? Or something. I, I just think if when it comes to a man man woman relationship, uh -huh. for if you don't want to have that conversation with a woman at that point, there should be some sort of reassurance. Like something like I've heard you, but would I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think it would be as clear cut as saying, Do not have the conversation, I will just get on with life because it leads to bitterness, to be honest. Uh, and when other things happen that are not as big, we just burst because we've been piling things up. <laughs> So what I meant by reassurance is if you're not going to deal with the matter right now and now, at least I need you to understand my point, where I'm coming from, then we can now move away from the conversation. Thank you. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that? Lucy. <laughs> I think it's it's still somehow even though we're trying to um, dissect this patience and stuff, it still boils down to individuals, the two individuals involved. How how you handle a relationship with Mr. A, even if you apply patience, it's still good different from how you handle your relationship with Mr. B, uh. because the context of individuals approach everything just context and how much patience you might have with Mr. A. For doing the same thing, will still be different from how you react to Mr. B. It's going to be based on who Mr. A is an individual, what you've known him to or something. And it's it's just going to be at different times. So at sometimes talking about that people at sometimes talking about that time might be applicable, at sometimes not even starting the conversation might be applicable, and it will also varies from Different circumstances. Yeah. Different circumstances will come with different moods, different position, location. Well, because sometimes you can imagine this thing can easily even be influenced by people around you. Yeah. Something happened. Normally you take this kind of patience. But because of people around you, you don't want to be that slow or something. It can be influenced by a lot of factors. And mm. It's just most times it boils down to what happened at that time, the circumstance that surrounds it, the emotions that surrounds you, the state of mind and everything. Because sometimes it will be funny that something that someone did to you, you might flare up and some other time just on your emotional state, you might just take it in and like, okay, fine. You get that one for you, don't worry. Uh, something like that. So it can't really categorically be, be explained in one context or other. It's just... It's just based at different times and different circumstances. Okay. So sometimes it might just be best to walk away. Sometimes I just bring it to the fold. Sometimes I just give it some time. Sometimes 
just depends. I totally agree. I agree with I agree with you on that as well. Like we're different and circumstances are different. But I think there is also something, there's an element in both what Ife and Henry, Dr. Henry had said. <coughs> I'm so sorry. Um, which is the issue of, I mean, it's, it's when it becomes a pattern that we are always not being able to come to a point in our conversations, tough or not tough, where we, I can see the sense in what you are saying and you can see the sense in what I am saying without either of us wanting to hold on tightly to the fact that we are the ones that are right. I think that in itself needs a bit of addressing. Of course, there are times when indeed, as we have rightly said, to probably not even have the conversation would be best, probably because you know you have it later. There are times when maybe just a reassurance, whatever that can look like, would work. There are times when it would be okay to have the conversation. There are some conversations that you don't necessarily have to come to the same conclusion and you can still continue to live happily ever after, knowing that this is what me I believe about this, that is what you, you believe about that. Sister, I know can't stop liking comedy movies. I can't, as of yet, I still can't see the sense as such in comedy movies. That's beautiful. We can continue to live happily ever after with somebody liking to watch comedy, especially with people laughing at their own jokes. It just, it just makes me almost mad. Like, what's, what's, what's the, this nonsense? But yeah. <laughs> and it will take the grace of God to get that to sit down to watch my own kind of action, suspense, thriller kind of movie. So oftentimes we just find a balance between a movie that has elements of comedy and action and everything together. Um, so yeah, that's, and that's fine, isn't it? But I think basically where I'm driving at is this attitude and I'm guilty of this. Many men are guilty of it. We tend to hold on to our ego or maybe our ego makes us tend to want to prove that we are always right. And if you marry someone that is also good at wanting to prove or you're in a relationship with someone that is good at wanting to prove that he or she is always right as well, then two right people can't necessarily go along together very well. I'm saying basically, no matter how, and this is one thing I learned from my wife and with the Holy Spirit in the mix, I'm going to land on that actually. But no matter how, um, what's the word? No matter how far-fetched the other person's idea is coming from, if we are actually being patient, and part of what that will look like is if we are actually listening, we will see and we will see the sense in the contribution. Even though you can you can see the sense and also see the faults in the sense, but at least first of all see the sense and admit that there is sense in what this person is saying, and then. When both people are maintaining that posture, I think it just it, it makes sense. Uh, Philippians chapter 2, maybe that would be the passage you would wrap up with. Um, verse 2 to 3 downwards started about, I mean, started talking about this concept of the fact that I want to view you, and of course, by that, view you and your opinion and your conversations or contributions as being more important and more valuable than mine. Now, if I am doing that to the person that I'm in a relationship with, and if God's so good, the other person too is maintaining that attitude. Oh my God. Imagine how good it would be. Because at the end of the day, it's no longer about wanting to be right. I'm coming, sister. No? It's no longer about wanting to be right. It's about the fact that we both know that at the end of the day, there is no know it all in this relationship. We're learning together from one another. And if I'm treating you like you're more important than me, you are treating me like I'm more important than me. Everybody's important. Everybody feels important. And our values and our opinions count. I think the, 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 there was a particular one of our tough conversations that I've had with my wife where she talked about the fact that, and I didn't know I was doing this. She talked about the fact that something like the way I talk and try to Sometimes, in fact, before she brings the idea, I've already, and indeed, maybe rightfully so, sometimes not so rightfully so, but sometimes I've already spotted where the problem with the idea or something, and I'm already like just saying, ah, no, it may not work like that. Why not let's do it this way or whatever? So much so that it has become 
like I'm always shutting her down. I'm always shutting her down without knowing that I'm doing that. And when she started saying it, of course, the fact that it is sounding accusatory is bruising my ego. But at the same time, it is the truth. Because by the time she started talking about it, and then I started reliving and rethinking indeed that, oh, wow, I didn't know this is the effect of what I was thinking was supposed to be a helpful. Let's not waste time on what might not be a good idea. Let's go with, I mean, that's very proud. Even talking about it now sounds very proud. Let's go with this other idea that will be the one that would work. Uh, so what that does really at the end of the day is weaken communication just as we're talking about because then you begin to think that even if I want to say anything, he already has a rebuter, he already has a, a counter opinion. My thoughts don't really amount to much. So I can as well just keep quiet and things like that. So yeah, I think it is that, that posture that we want to fight to maintain, the posture of wanting to see the other person, whoever that is, whether it's friendship or you are talking of marriage in view relationship or marriage in itself, you want to view the other person as actually being so valuable. In fact, the Bible says more valuable than yourself, not because they are literally more valuable. In the eyes of God, we are all the same. But I think it is Paul's way of explaining the fact that when we do that, and Jesus did that, he valued us so highly, went on in the rest of that chapter to talk about that. He, he, he was God. But yet he took on the, the frame, the, he, didn't, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't leverage on the fact that, yes, I am, the, I, am, I am God as much as I am man. And so I will just continue to do things God way in that sense. Uh, they will beat me, but I won't feel pain. I, I won't feel hunger. No, he shared fully. He, he had the right, <clears throat> but let's go of it. And I think that's, that's the idea that, yeah, I just thought to put in the mix. Auntie, I know you were raising up your hand. Let me say the reassurance me I was mentioning before yeah. is what you said when you said let the other party know that what they are saying makes sense even if you don't agree because mm -hmm. when it comes to man woman <coughs> matters I keep coming to marriage and relationship because that's all that's what I can relate with like we are women are more we are much more we have more <laughs> we take things to art and we are more loving in a sense and if the person you love in quote doesn't take you serious doesn't see doesn't doesn't make you feel like you you make sense it it they, it, it 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 kind of it makes you want to fight back or it kind of you want to implode or explode it, it's either of the two so in if so coming back to what area was saying whether if you it might be best to just let it go for the sake of peace so the reassurance will be like okay it makes sense so but let's not talk about it now that's 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 the point i was trying to um bring into the picture that makes sense i know hmm? sorry um so a lot of when people make a lot of these generalizations mm -hmm. a lot of times i can't even relate because mm -hmm. i'm not like a lot of women uh, so i always feel like Institute, like you're not even talking about me you understand yeah. and a lot and the thing i found it what we're talking about last two weeks people always have a million advices for females and more than half of them don't relate like you understand and i'm like the balance the imbalance of that advice and cautioning and structuring and just trying to make this thing in one particular image it, it, it's really frustrating for me. It, it is. And like, okay, women are supposed to be emotional and all that and this and that. I'm not. And my own emotions is just maybe I kind of shield it because I'm actually very soft. People think I'm made of stone. Like nothing gets to me. Let me give you an example. In school then, there was a picture circulating of a friend of mine with, okay, we're all adults, a male part in our mouth. So, Oh, I was like, the hand. <laughs> you said we all had it, just said male. Genitalia, part. male genitalia. <laughs> Is that a biological term? I know. Oh, God. <laughs> Continue, Jerry. A male's penis in someone's mouth. Yes. <laughs> so, Sorry. forget, okay, 
this time, see, I was even a virgin, though, but because they just see me as, oh, she dances, she does, she's out there, she's, I was, I, my husband says, says, Titi, you're so innocent, I don't know what to do with you, the world is not even, and I just love that the world hasn't taken that innocence from me, I refuse to be, you know, bitter or angry at the world or something, you understand? <laughs> so, like, one of my friends, let me just quickly, my, one of my friends was not like, Titi, I wish this was you, because you really wouldn't care, I'm like, dude, no, it's not that I wouldn't care. But it's not me. It's not right. She was in. She didn't come to class for two weeks. I went to drag her for my hostel. This whether it's you or no, I was. I was going to tell her this is not you because you don't have dimples. This person has dimples. She was crying. Couldn't eat. Couldn't. You know, I don't respond to things like that. And people expect females to respond to things like that. Even if I'm like, uh, let's life goes on. You understand? Mm. But I just feel like, okay, how am I supposed to take some of these things to move forward? like me now where people expect people to be angry or to be more emotional i i don't re- react to things that way so my husband when he met me okay this is a tomboy if you check check his instagram he's like my tomboy god bless the day all of that mushy mushy stuff now that we are married he's like hey jesus i don't marry a boy <laughs> i'm like dude you saw the way i was before <laughs> you just have to accept me you know so I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, the advice you just give now, like, how would it help somebody like me? Because I don't take things seriously. If it, I let things go, like, I, I'm almost uncaring sometimes because I don't just take it so personal, you know? I, and I always try to see the best in people. And from what Pastor said earlier about the listening part, yes, like, it comes to the point, like, one thing that Mary has taught me is this person is valuable much i always knew that but you have to reassure yourself that and sometimes when they're even talking sometimes you can be preparing your reply in your head i don't think about anything when i'm listening i want to hear all you, all you have to say i'm putting myself in your shoes totally and fully i want i don't want you to hurt in any way so you understand coming from that point of view is not in my mind it, it and it empties me and i love it it's a very freeing when you know that this person doesn't mean to hurt you and you don't mean to hurt this person. And when they are trying to tell you they're hurting, it's your responsibility to listen and try to ease that pain the best you can. Yeah, but still, please relate your reply to me. Thank you. Okay, 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 okay. okay. I just have a lot of things to talk about. Yay. But really, what I'd say, okay, I do apologize, I generalize. When I was saying it, I was feeling like, mm, that was a bit too general. But if you listen to what you just said, you're talking about your personality. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm talking about feminine traits. Okay. I- I'll explain. You said you, you're tough, but people don't know you're soft. So you shield. So your the toughness is your shield, but you're soft. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking to that soft part of you. Mm-hmm. Which is- but is that a feminine thing? Is it? Because we always tell men not to be soft, and a lot of them are mushy, like marshmallow yeah. soft. As much as I'm not a psychologist, so I'm sorry for everybody for taking it over about <laughs> unrelated thingy. As much as men are soft, yeah. from the thing from this book I read, uh, men are from Mars and Kinnik are from Grey. As much as, <laughs> even if they are the most feminine person you've ever met, they still have a logical way of thinking, their own is straightforward. As much as you two, you're straightforward. Yeah, you're still able to multitask, isn't it, Titi? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that multitasking part of you is a is the womanly part. So you maybe I must even have like dual personality, but I'm talking to the parts that I can relate with to say that maybe it hasn't happened to you, but NATO and Ife, can you can you can you relate to, to like when you're in a relationship with someone, so if you're, if you're in a relationship and later if you're talking to your husband, yeah, and it doesn't, it doesn't, it's just, it's not taking you seriously. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel bad. I'll keep talking about it maybe later on. I'll bring it up again. Yeah, that's where I'm coming from. Like, but if I, if, if, if I don't take all that seriously, He's just going to take his laptop and forget. When I'm still not taking him seriously, when I'm talking the talk, he's already typing the message to someone. <laughs> that, that's what I'm, I'm trying to say. How about... <laughs> yeah. How about... Stefano? Yes. Okay, I understand um, that you're generalizing it in the part of, like, 
this is the this is the way guys are this is this is the way men are this is the way the trait of women are and it's actually though you still i think you still find something like that in everyone mm-hmm. and i can still say that not every man too is that way Possibly. you still find one part but basically there are still some like the way you just said one thing now that you said um if um pastor if if you ignore pastor something you wouldn't mind and he would just go to what he's doing and continue not every guy is like that <laughs> some we feel very bad and emotional like a lady like a woman sorry yeah they'll feel very yeah. emotional and like as in I love you so much and you're like, this is how you ignore me or that kind of thing. Or I feel not valuable to you. They'll still feel like that. So I just think even if they have that ego, ego, yeah, they have that man trait and some women have that woman trait. There's still a little bit of difference. In I everybody, mean, I mean, rest my case now. <laughs> I mean, Dr. Eric and Tosi are looking at us like, what are these ladies talking about? <laughs> Let's get on to the actual conversation. So, yeah, no, if I, if I was just that, different, if I was talking to it, okay, yeah, as much as I fully I feel inclined with, I know, with the general description, I think almost yeah. everybody will agree with. But you generalizing it does not necessarily mean it's 100%. Let's just give that factor. Yeah. So there's going to be one person, two person who is not like exactly in that description. But yeah. since the like majority with a very, very ridiculous amount of percentage acts that way. So you yes. very much on the one part saying, okay, fine, women are like this. But in quotes, we know it can't be 100%. So uh, yeah. I think that could just round it up. Bless you. I like that. <laughs> that holds that in balance. Um, but I still think um, I don't know. Let me just throw it back to Dr. Henry Anife. Do you think your question has been answered? Um, yes. I like. I think yes. Okay. I think what Sister Anu said. Okay. I would say that it should be related to. Um, the, the man and the woman mm-hmm. so the female should always um make sure that you there are some i'm using myself as an example now because those are if sister was talking to me because i do it a lot <laughs> so for me i think for me i need to be more sensitive to trying to make sure i make the other person feel valuable yeah and also the guy should do the same thing to the um to the lady so it should be both ways and not just one way yeah that's what i take from that and for my question with the fact that i said won't it limit limit do you have to communicate i think i will take from pastola what i took there is to listen to try to find that um, to, if, if something is not even actually making sense, you think it's not making sense, try to find the sense in it. That is what I got from that. Try to find the sense in it, try to listen. So those are the two uh, things I took from that, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Dr. Henry, Fine. any comments on what we've said so far? Yeah, I think I've got a lot of information which I need to like process and reflect on as well. Yeah, but it's been like nice uh, information to take from. That sounds very clinical. Very <laughs> <laughs> clinical. It's very clear cuts and no, no excesses. Information. Sorry. Uh, uh, well, I guess like communication. Although, like for me, I don't understand the fact. Uh, like what uh, we like along with this evening, regards to like uh, the way guys behave and the way girls behave. For me, I think some things are not necessarily some things you don't need to talk about them. Yeah, I know it's like different perspectives on my side because I have like a lot of male friends. Like speak up on like 
very little things. I'll give you an example. Like, you have a video call with someone and you move your hands. And you're be like, why do you move your hands? That's like, it doesn't, that's like spontaneous something. It doesn't like make any meaning to anything. And yeah, I think a lot of things about like people, to me, I, I don't know if it's just me, but I think some things like, you don't like need anything significantly. But when it comes to like this, I think they want to like talk about this a little bit. For me, I don't, I'm not like a talkative, so even like a things that you like. It's just what it is. <laughs> uh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. So, but I, I think I think with time, things will get clear. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's that's helpful. I think we said a couple. Well, of... I can I just ask 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 something? Well, it's not question, but yeah, like from the James one further away, where uh, we're friends. Yes. So where does this first thing come in? Because uh, in verse three, we're talking about the testing of your faith. Yes. For this perseverance. For me, I'll think it's like a loop. So it's like when uh, many times you, your faith or your trust, when it's like in, in the context of, of, of relationship, it's like trust is being tested and you produce perseverance and the loop continues. And the capacity, as my first question was like capacity. So the capacity for your perseverance is getting bigger and bigger. And I also think that not necessarily like talking about having a discussion, but sort of like um, understanding someone. So some things may happen, you know, like this guy would do this for this reason and not for that reason. And not for like the negative part uh, of it. I'll give an example, like when it comes to like my parents now, I'm sure like well, if, they, if they say do this, I'm sure they're, they're all like saying anything like in medicine, so it may be in the best of their knowledge, it might be the best thought for them. Not, not like it's the best way for you to do it, but if you judge the actions, it's like the best thought for them. So I think and when it comes to like uh, that capacity, you know, like yeah, your partner will like think towards you in this direction. So even if you have a discussion about that, you, are, you have like sort of like a direction. I think most times when you want to like argue about things topic with people, sometimes you may have a stand. You're taking a stand not basically not based on the information that you have, but based on the thing this person will do this because of that. So I don't think I think just for like some weird mindset, you might choose like a stand to take. And but I think when it comes to like capacity, uh those when the loop keeps keeps getting bigger and bigger, you have you can take better stand before you even start the conversation. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 helpful. Um, I, before we, I mean, we'll go back to read that passage again, just to point out one or two other things. Then I I I, I wanted to say before that about two or three meetings ago, we we talked about temperaments. We talked about how we act the way we do, and part of the things we also mentioned then is the fact that really those labels don't we shouldn't let those labels define us to the point of saying okay this is me this is this is how i will always be or this is how i think i am and i can't help it to to give room for change i'm saying that in reference to the generalizations that we've made but again really i think just like Tosin said many of those generalizations apply across board for most people um but the the key whether you are soft or tough whether you are hard or whatever whether you are feminine or masculine in in, in spite of your gender the 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 fact is relationships flourish with communication and communication flourish by listening so until that element of listening is there i think that's what is often missing and listening listening comes with or uh, build sensitivity or, or vice versa sensitive being sensitive wants to make you listen and listening makes you more sensitive so if we have that at the back of our mind that i'm in a relationship with someone that is different from me and i'm going to go the extra mile to be sensitive to that person's um, proclivities so i want to know the person for who he or she is i want to know him or her for our differences but at the same time i want to I want to value that person. And that would mean valuing his or her thoughts, his or her oppositions, his or her contradictions to your own ways of thinking. And that's, it's at that point of contradictions, really, that we receive the juice of coming together. 
I think God so made it that beauty comes from differences. Beauty comes from opposites coming together. Beauty comes from that chaos of conflicting um, identities in a sense. It's, it's, someone says opposites attract. In fact, that's the title of a book written by the man that also wrote um, um, something on temperament, why you act the way you do. But it's the, re- it's the reality. Very many times God fashions it in a way that you get into a relationship with a person someone that will be different from you in very many ways. You might, of course, and you should have similarities, but your differences will probably outweigh your similarities. But that is, that is, an, that is meant for good. Sometimes you could think that you would do better with someone that is like you, that likes the same things you like, um, eats the same things you eat, and life will be so beautiful. But I don't think so. I think God intentionally often brings differences together like this so that the best beauty can come out of it. But that would only come when we are sensitive enough to take the posture of listening to one another and the posture of valuing one another. And when that is in place, I think even when we don't it's, it's, you, won't, you won't approach conversations with I want to be right mentality. You are not in it to win it. You are mm-hmm. just in it for the sake of the process itself. It's just being in that conversation alone is, is the joy, not necessarily the fact that you are the one that won this one or won that one. Of course, sometimes it is always good to say to the other person, you are right. When you actually know the person is right, say it. Let them know that they are right. It's also helpful. It's also reassuring whether the person being right is the man or the woman it makes no difference but just say it you're right i think oh actually i see it i now see what you're saying but that's that would that would sound better when the other person even though he's presenting what seems right is also making you see that actually i understand what you're saying i value your thought i value your opinion but can we also consider it like this? I mean, I'm also thinking of it like this. I mean, I'm also thinking of it like that. Da, 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 and the two of you can, can come together like that too. Yeah. <coughs> I'm sorry. Does anybody want to share any other thing before we read that passage and then we read Philippians 2? And we could be done for today already. It's past it. Well copied. <laughs> Officer D. Ah, why are we quiet now? You're listening. You're listening. <laughs> <laughs> this woman of God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are real. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, James chapter one. Let me see if I can make it a little bolder. Or can we? Can, is it visible enough on our devices? It's perfect. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So verse two, um, probably stop around verse five. My fellow believers, actually, to to put this in context, really, to be honest, what what James is is driving at here, because you know we've been reading this in the context of our day to day relationships, but really, what I think James was driving at originally has to do with much more than that. By the way, James is the brother of Jesus half-brother in the sense of at least the same mother, but not the same father. <laughs> but um, what is driving us here is, in this context, people were being persecuted. The church was scattered around. <coughs> I'm sorry. And so he's writing this letter as the apostle of the church in Jerusalem to the different church members that they have scattered ar- around the province. So and he's saying, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. I think that's what I've just spent the last few minutes trying to talk about. When in your relationship, placing this in a, marriage, in a, in a relationship context, not even necessarily just marriage, when, you, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but oppositions, <coughs> When if when it feels like you're facing nothing but differences, those are words you could place for difficulties there because difficulties might sound big and distant. But when when every time you have a conversation, it always feels like this person is coming, 
it's almost like intentionally looking for a means to be different, to find something different from what you're saying in a way that almost makes you feel, are you always out or on the hunt for something that is different from, as though whatever I'm bringing, there must be something different that would work, not what I am bringing. And sometimes we feel like that. I've been accused of that before. So my fellow believers, I know you are well. When it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, differences, opposition, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. There is a joy in that difference. There is a joy in that opposition, seeming contradiction, whatever word you want to. There is a joy there, but it, you will only experience it First, if you actually see this whole conflict as an opportunity for joy. So if you don't see it as an opportunity for joy, which is very difficult to do, to be honest, in the heat of the moment, you want to say your mind. You want to hear your opinion. You want to make your thoughts count and whatever. You want to defend your rightness. But if we get engrossed with that, the problem is we will lose sight of the potential of that kind of conversation becoming an opportunity for joy. And I, I mean, God has helped my wife and I in, in, in recent times to, to always have conversations that are tough, but now we have it almost so effortlessly that five minutes later we could be eating suya together, if there is suya. We could be watching a movie together, we could be giggling about something else, and you're wondering, wow, just 10 minutes ago, this room was 98 degrees centigrade in terms of emotional temperature. But now everything is fine. The, the reason why I missed other things, why that can happen is because God has helped us to learn, of course, through very many failures, but to learn that actually these conversations are meant for good. We have the best interest of each other at heart. I am your number one fan, you're my number one fan, and we are supporters in that sense. So that's the first thing. Verse three, for you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. <coughs> and this is, why, this is why I'm saying that patience is not just being quiet. It's not just something that you just develop naturally. Because it, if it is just to, be, to, be, to seek peace, to always avoid trouble, anybody can do that. But in the sense of patience, the point is you are not just avoiding trouble. When that thing is happen, that happening that is making you feel bad, that you want to react to, it is not just, how do I say it? It's not, it's a test of your faith. It's a, it's a test to see what stuff you are made of. It's a test to see that, okay, this sister that claims to be a Christian, this brother that claims to be a, 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 a believer, let's actually see how he will react under this kind of condition. So it's a test of faith. It's not only when uh, your life is under fire for being a believer in terms of obvious persecution, which is like the context to which James was writing. But even in relationships, even in our everyday realities, um, just recently, uh, my wife was working on a Saturday morning. I don't, know if, I don't know if it was just last Saturday that you, were, that you woke up and you were doing all the cleaning, cutting the grass and everything. When she was doing what she was doing at the kitchen, and this was around maybe even before 7 a.m., she noticed that the neighbor next door looked from the window as though to say, who are those people that as early as this time when everybody is sleeping on a Saturday morning, they're already making noise and walking and doing all sorts. Now, in that context, as it were, it's just a normal relationship with the neighbor of, I see you, you see me, I saw that you looked at me like I'm disturbing you. It's a test of our faith. It's a test to see how would you, re I can choose to react in a way that would, okay, would then become intentionally more louder. What's your problem? I'm inside my house, you're inside your house. What's, what's the point? I can choose or we, can, we could have chosen to react like that. In fact, minutes later, eventually she went from the kitchen to start clearing the front porch and did all the cutting the grass and everything, packed everything. The same neighbor came out to drive his car. I was outside at the same time and I know in that this was the person that looked the other time. Da, 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 da. I actually greeted because I wanted to be gracious to say, ah, good morning, happy Saturday. But the man just, you could tell that I think he was still nursing some grudge. But 
I greeted you. I am happy to 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 hear your voice this Saturday morning, but you don't hear mine. So that's your that's your cup of tea. But the point is, as as simple as that exchange was, which we might never have to talk about again. It's actually a test of it. That's where I'm going. That everything that happens to you as a Christian in your relationships, don't see it as my Christianity is here, then my experience in life is here. It's everything is a test of our faith. And that's why we can then talk about patience being the fruit of the Spirit. Because when that happens, the reaction that you react or response that you give, whether it's a reaction or a response, as the case may be, is going to be a testimony to your faith. So James is saying in verse 3, for you know that when your faith is tested, it tears up power within you to endure all things. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. And that's, that's beautiful. But the, 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 the beauty there comes in that continuous cycle of your faith is being tested in that test itself, something is happening within that is tearing, it's increasing your capacity. Today, it is just somebody giving you a look of you are disturbing me and you choose to lower your voice. Tomorrow, it can be someone stepping on your toes and you choose to, to excuse the person in, in your mind to say, oh, maybe the person did not see that my leg was there. Then day after tomorrow, it becomes someone scamming you and and debiting your debit card or something more grievous. <laughs> and yet you are, you, you, you are having more and more capacity for more and more, no matter the size of the problem or the difficulty or the opposition or the difference, as the case may be, you are having an expanded capacity to receive it, to tolerate it without feeling anxious or angry, just like the definition of patience that we saw. But in spite of what we've read in verse 2 to 4, Verse 5 now says, and if anyone longs to be wise, <coughs> if anyone longs to be able to do what is said in verse 2 to 4, even though wisdom wasn't mentioned there, really, everything that has been explained there is wisdom. It's wisdom for you to, to know when to overlook an offense. It's wisdom for you to know when to excuse someone in your mind. It's wisdom for you to do all of those things. Now, if any of you longs to be wise, some versions say if any of you lacks it, if you long for it or you, you feel like you are not wise enough or you feel like you've not responded well or you've not reacted properly, ask God for wisdom. Another word you could use there is grace. Ask God for wisdom and he will give you, he will give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you. God will not say, ah, ah Titi, at this age of marital status, you've been a Christian for 17 years. What are you? You should have gone past this level. No. He won't use it as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. And I love that. That's probably where I would stop for now. He will overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. So that's, that's, where, that's what I want us to, to, to go with in, in terms of this. We can continue to talk about patience or, or long-suffering and all these other dimensions that have come out of our conversation. But it's, it's, it's speaking to the core of our identity. It's speaking to the core of who we are. Who are you as a child of God? Because in your relationship, you are still supposed to be a child of God. And so the way we react, the way we speak, the, way, the posture we maintain in these conversations, the, <coughs> the attitude with which we engage in all these tough conversations or things that are supposed to trigger anything but patience, it's speaking of our identity as a Christian. It's speaking of our faith. And we must see it as such. And when we fail, because we won't always pass, there will be times that you slam the door when you could have been gentle with the door. There will be times that you probably will just, you just start talking and your voice is already going to a level before you remember that actually my voice needs not to reach this level. But don't beat yourself up. It shows that you are, you are as human as you should be because we are all humans anyways. And then go to God to ask for more grace to be able to undo it better. And just like we have said, all situations won't look alike. Every situation is different, really, especially depending on the characters and circumstances and issue at hand. But it takes that same wisdom to solve it, to respond properly in each of those contexts. And there are times that we would fail but we'll go back and we'll ask for more wisdom and we'll get it. 
and we'll continue the journey. If we fail again, we'll go back. We've done it again. Lord, we're sorry. Help us. And I believe he's willing and able to help us. So, yeah. Any, any concluding thoughts before we pray? It could still be a question, actually. So feel free to take us back if you want to. Antiano? Thank you, sir. Antiano, what do you have to say? Why is your voice not coming out? It's coming out. Oh, yeah, now it's coming out. <laughs> I, just, I, do, I see the sense of what you're saying. And it ties up to sorry, not sorry, it's not your Bible. Sorry, I, I, I understand what the Bible is trying to say. Okay. And yeah. And it ties up to what Dr. Henry said. You know, I he mentioned that scoop scoop loop. How about once like each character and um, development widens your capacity to take more and more and more, which is exactly what you just read from that verse one to five. So God help us, man. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Thank you.